Hello, everyone, and welcome to McGill Cares webcast series supporting family and informal caregivers. I'm Claire Webster, a former caregiver, certified dementia care consultant, and founder of McGill University's Dementia Education Program. I work with a dynamic team of leading healthcare professionals to oversee the program, who include Dr. José Moret from the Division of Geriatric Medicine and Dr. Serge Poutier, Professor Emeritus, formerly of the McGill University Research Center for Studies in Aging. These webcasts are made possible thanks to the generosity of donors. And today's webcast is dedicated to the memory of Gerhard Hess. I'd like to thank his family for their very generous donation to the McGill University Dementia Education Program. So I'm very much looking forward to today's topic because as we continue living in these unprecedented uncertain times that are causing a lot of people to still feel quite isolated in their homes, um, the topic today is going to be keeping your brain engaged with the McGill community for lifelong learning. My guest is Anna Millick. Anna Millick is a Montreal-based educator, community organizer, and lifelong learner. She is responsible for all aspects of programming, administration, and development at the McGill Community for Lifelong Learning, an initiative of the McGill School of Continuing Education for mature learners who wish to continue learning simply for the joy of it. Anna was recently nominated as Montrealer of the Month by CBC's Let's Go, which shines a light on people making a difference in our community known as hardworking, compassionate, and a one-woman army by those in the McGill community, she is committed to actively fostering technological literacy among seniors. Anna, welcome to McGill Cares. Thank you. So I'm very excited to hear all about your program. Yes, thanks, thanks for inviting us, Claire. Uh, I'm always so excited to talk about MCLL and uh, it feels like we are really good match uh, with, uh, with what you're doing at McGill. Okay, so McGill Community for Lifelong Learning, MCLL. Uh, we used to be known as MILR, McGill Institute for Learning in Retirement, uh, but now it's MCLL. Uh, we did feel that uh, the word community is a better fit um, and uh, of course, retirement, we don't want to use that word. It's lifelong learning. Um, and um, so what's special about MCLL um, is the peer learning concept, uh, which means participatory learning. Uh, 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 we push back against that concept where uh, people in the classrooms are passive, and uh, just absorb uh, whatever experts or lecturers or instructors have to share with them. Rather, uh, we want everybody to participate so the whole group learns together. That's why we use um, slightly different terminology. We say um, moderators rather than instructors, and uh, we call our offerings uh, study groups and lectures rather than uh, rather than courses. So um, not so long ago, just before the pandemic started, we celebrated the 30th anniversary of this uh, amazing community. So MCLL was founded in 1989, uh, and it was patterned after Harvard Institute for Learning and Retirement, who was also a pioneer in the field. But we were the first in Canada to use this peer-led model, uh, and the study groups are uh, at the center. There are uh, core offerings. 
So we are part of uh, McGill School of Continuing Studies. Uh, very proud to be a part of uh, STS. Uh, and uh, that comes with some perks. Um, when we were in person, uh, we were in this beautiful space uh, on the second floor of 680 Sherbrooke. We have uh, four beautiful state-of-the-art classrooms, uh, access to a big auditorium on the 10th floor, McGill libraries, IT services, and, and all kinds of support from, from McGill and, and SES. Um, we, what is very specific about MCLL, that it's by and for community. So other than me, everyone else at MCLL, uh, they're all seniors. So they make all the decisions. They're actively involved in this community. Uh, so MCLL is run by a council uh, and the, the council members have their committee members. And then there are also moderators, lecturers and workshop leaders who are also volunteers and also seniors. Uh, same goes for our office staff. You can see them in this picture. This is one of our in-person picnic and then uh, our weekly online meeting. So office staff is also, they are seniors and they're volunteers. Um, I also wanted to share a picture of MCLL Council. So these are the people who are currently responsible for running MCLL. So I am by no means a one person army. And there are a lot of people who are very much invested in MCLL. Uh, so this is uh, a nice photo from McGill24 with me and two office volunteers. Um, so just briefly about the growth uh, over 30 plus years at MCLL. So we started with uh, 180 students taking 15 study groups and they were scattered all over McGill campus. And now we, we have more than 800 active members uh, and uh, the study groups, uh, before the pandemic, we would offer at least 50 study groups in the fall and around 30 to 40 in the, in the spring and winter. Uh, and uh, we are, like I mentioned, hosted here on the second floor of 680 Sherbrooke uh, in, in a beautiful space. Uh, so, if um, I encourage people to uh, look at our website because the, the study groups are offered on all kinds of topics. So from contemporary culture, religion, philosophy, current events, science, engineering, uh, creative writing, history, uh, we cover many, many topics uh, in our study groups and lectures. Um, so just to distinguish study groups, so study groups uh, are more like courses. Uh, people take um, several study groups during one semester and they take place for 10 weeks, uh, once a week, uh, uh, from Monday to Thursday. Lectures take place on Fridays and that's more traditional form of, uh, of learning where we have a presenter, a lecturer, um, uh, doing a talk on a topic, and at the end we have question and answer uh, period. MCLL also offers uh, and encourages people to get involved in this organization. So, um, like I mentioned, um, everybody else is a volunteer in this organization, and uh, very soon a lot of our members get involved by either joining a council or a committee or offering a study group or lecture themselves. We also have social uh, activities and special events. Uh, 
uh, when we were in person, those uh, special events were at the end of every uh, semester. There were end of end of semester parties. We had uh, holiday celebrations, uh, different gatherings and outings. But uh, we were able also to continue interacting um, like this uh, when we switched uh, uh, online. But I, I'll talk about it uh, later. So study groups. Um, MCLL has three semesters, um, fall, winter, and spring. When we offer study groups, they're over 10 weeks, sometimes less, about two hours a week. Uh, classes are small, between 20, uh, 12 and 24 participants, and they are moderate, they are led or animated by moderators, so they're not instructors. Uh, a moderator uh, draws up a plan for the group and then just guides the sessions while the uh, the students um, take charge, take the lead, they participate. They, some level of participation is always um, expected, whether it's participating in a dis um, discussion or doing a presentation. But uh, I also want to say that uh, sometimes people get a little bit intimidated. Uh, they are, those presentations uh, just need to introduce the subject and stimulate the discussion. They are not PhD thesis. Uh, MCLL uh, members are very supportive and very encouraging. Uh, so people, even those who are shy in the beginning, uh, they they feel so encouraged and so comfortable. And uh, it is uh, it is really nice to see how they just embrace the model. Uh, for the lectures, again, a great variety of topics. Uh, different presentation styles, they take place on Fridays during fall, winter and spring. And then we have a condensed uh, summer program uh, when the lectures take place on Wednesdays uh, for 10 to 13 weeks. And with lectures, because they are not participatory, uh, we, uh, we are able to accommodate more people. So sometimes we have over 50 people um, joining our lectures. And we also do um, intergenerational projects. We collaborate with School of Continuing Studies. Uh, we uh, pair up our learners with uh, lang uh, English language learners. Uh, uh, we uh, participate in conversational uh, classes uh, with both SES and other community organizations. And uh, so we really encourage and in embrace um, intergenerational opportunities and, and collaboration with SES, with community and uh, with McGill. Uh, Special events, we have lots. Uh, I, this is um, this picture here in the corner. These are three generations of MCLL. Uh, the woman in the middle is the founder of MCLL, Fiona Clark. Uh, she used to be uh, director of finance and administration in the School of Continuing Education. Uh, and when she retired, she started MCLL about 35 years ago. And next to her is Carolyn Raffman, who is the first liaison and program coordinator. And then me, that's the three of us at a gala that we organized to celebrate uh, the 30th anniversary. And we also, every, um, every once in a while, we organize a symposium, a conference. So we really want to keep 
um, to be kept in the loop with uh, what's latest in, in adult learning, in lifelong learning, how we can make uh, our spaces, our university, our cities more age-friendly. Um, and we also uh, liaise with other groups that are involved with lifelong learning and, and peer learning. Uh, and we are very active in our community outreach efforts. Uh, I just also wanted to show, um, uh, this is a, a flyer from uh, an art show that we put up because we have a lot of artists at MCLL. I'm right now in, uh, in MCL Lounge where we always have an art show by, by one of our members. Um, the, the man in the picture is our photographer uh, and he published this amazing book, Zest for Learning, which features the portraits of our members. And I also included some of, some of uh, the photographs that he's taken. Uh, and there is also a conference program that we, uh, that we did um, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of MCLL. Um, McGill, uh, when people join uh, MCLL, they become McGill students. So that is really precious because they get McGill email, they get access to libraries, uh, which uh, we also have um, a dedicated librarian liaison uh, to help our members navigate the, uh, the wealth uh, uh, of McGill libraries uh, to access online resources. We have different ways to support our members with online registration, with uh, uh, um, anything they, they might need help with. We have a special dedicated email, uh, MCLL caring email, where people reach us uh, when they need uh, different kind of supports. Uh, here I also listed MCLL office email. That's an email people can use for general inquiries. Um, uh, our members, they get their McGill credentials, but because we are non-credit activities, we use a special registration system, which is called Athena. So we have also special kind of support uh, for our members to navigate that system. And we, we really dedicated so much time and attention to our website uh, that includes all all the information uh, people need, different tutorials, handouts, um, and uh, other useful information. Uh, so this is just, I wanted to show an overview of uh, the most uh, frequently asked question uh, that is also on our website. Um, and we always encourage people to consult it, but they can always give us a call. We're so happy that our office finally opened. Uh, so there is always someone in the office uh, throughout the week uh, People are welcome to pass by, to give us a call. We are open. And I would like to share a very short video. Uh, this is a video that we made. Our volunteers made this video and it really captures so well what MCLL is all about. Who are we? What do we all have in common? Well, we're members of the McGill Community for Lifelong Learning, which we call MCLL. Since 1989, people like us have created and run small informal study groups and lectures. Our community offers a peer learning experience where everyone has the opportunity to explore their interests and discover new skills, and to share their passion and experience with others. When we participate in the give and take of study groups, we always discover more about ourselves. 
something very moving about the idea of people coming together, bringing in each person, bringing in uh, something that they have that they can contribute. It's, it has a, just the right amount of structure as far as I'm concerned. That I love to be a student. Mm, it's wonderful. Isn't it? Yes. That I love to be to be learning new things. I like when school starts in September, and my grandchildren start off to school. I really want to go back to school. Ce que je trouve de très bien, c'est qu'il y a une variété. Presque d'une fois, d'une session à l'autre, il y a de la variété. Je trouve très intéressant qu'il y ait un côté francophone qui se développe un peu, que les personnes qui souhaitent peut-être euh, échanger en français, euh, ce que je suggérerais peut-être, pourquoi pas, peut-être vers d'autres langues aussi. Pour moi, ça devait faire partie de ma deuxième vie, si vous voulez, la vie à la retraite, de pouvoir venir, de continuer surtout à apprendre. And likes to socialize with other people, likes to learn, you know, and if you put them in the same room, you're going to have fun. That was the other word that I was thinking of was fun. People are really participating and sharing and we got lots of uh, interest together and have fun, especially have fun. Not only to do it from your own point of view, but then to hear 20 or so other people, each giving their input as to what they've read and what they've learned. There's something for everyone. Our study groups and lectures are led by volunteer moderators and cover a wide range of subjects such as the arts, literature, history, and music, to science, philosophy, world culture, and travel, American art, to Zambian zebras, and everything in between. MCLL is part of the McGill family with access to a large range of resources, including libraries, IT support, and academic expertise. With proximity to museums and concert halls, we're right in the middle of the bustle of a busy university and its energetic young students. We contribute to the life of the university and to the life of the city. If you are intellectually curious, want to learn new skills, and enjoy social interaction in a stimulating environment, the McGill Community for Lifelong Learning is a great place to be. For more information, contact us at 514 398-8234 or visit our website. Anna, I absolutely love this program. I mean, I love, I'm, I'm just sitting here saying, I, I'm, well, first of all, the passion that you bring to it and then listening to all those testimonials from all the participants. I mean, you know, you keep using the words, you know, it's like, bringing the life to the program. I mean, it's really giving people a sense of purpose, waking up, you know, in the morning and saying, I have something that belongs to me. Um, you know, first of all, how did you get involved, you yourself, in this program? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, was, I was lucky. I was working first part-time. Uh, I was helping, and it was not, not uh, uh, long after I came to Canada, my background is in education and, and gender studies. Uh, I was working in a community se sector. Uh, and then I found out about this opportunity to work part-time for MCLL. Uh, so I just started helping uh, with the program production. Uh, and uh, I was working uh, from home at the time. I remember seeing um, their proposal forms for the study groups. And I just couldn't believe, well, just uh, working 
working on the program and, and editing and putting it together, uh, I got to know their names, the topics, the interests, uh, and then MCLL was able to create a position. Um, for a very long time, they were unsure if they want to bring a uh, paid staff and someone who is not a senior. Uh, like I mentioned, it is by and for community. Uh, so it was uh, it was not an easy decision for the organization, but uh, I'm glad they, they made that decision. And uh, it just worked like magic. I've been with MCLL for about 12 years. Uh, I, I did work with adult learners before, uh, but uh, it, it was just uh, like a perfect match. Uh, they are also my reason. <laughs> like they got me through this pandemic. They're my community. They are they are so amazing and so supportive. Um, so I found my sense of purpose. I was I was a newcomer when I joined MCLL. I was a single mother. Uh, and uh, um, they gave me a great like, sense of confidence, of, uh, uh, of independence, of uh, they really became, uh, this is so much more than, than work for me, honestly. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the rest is history. My role in the program involved, uh, evolved, uh, and, uh, but everything has been really great. One of the challenges that I, I see often is that there are so many amazing community resources out there, but people just don't know how to access them. They don't know that they exist. And I have to be honest, until I saw that CBC article on you, I had no idea that McGill offered such an, you know, an amazing program because, you know, throughout the pandemic, you know, people are feeling very isolated, alone. Um, you know, just, you know, it's more and more difficulty that, you know, a lot of these programs that they used to attend in person have, um, you know, are, are still, I don't know if a lot of them have returned to in person. So how do people find out about this? That is a mystery to us too. Uh, so every time we, um, we have uh, orientation for new members, we ask them, how did you hear about MCLL? And in 90% of the cases, the answer is word of mouth. We did. We tried to get ourselves out there. We, uh, I mean, we don't have, we are, we are self-financing organization. Um, we don't have great budget to do marketing, uh, but we do it once in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, it always, uh, when we, whenever we have new members, it's always word of mouth. We have a good program and, and people talk about it. Uh, but we're very grateful for opportunities such as this one. And also the School of Continuing Study, uh, so their marketing department uh, is very supportive. And uh, last, um, just before the fall, uh, the, uh, we, we advertised on Facebook for the, for the first mm -hmm. time, and that was very successful. But we want people to know about us. So we want mm -hmm. new people to join us. So it's not at some point someone called us McGill's best kept secret. We don't want to be a secret. We want everybody to know about MCLL because it's a really great program. So let's talk about accessibility now because, you know, the pandemic has definitely obviously had a lot of negative impacts on the world, but it's also in many ways had some positive. And when I talk about positive, I, do, I think of the world of Zoom. You know, I, I'm more connected than ever than people throughout the world, not only locally, but throughout the world. So how has uh, the pandemic affected the way that you lead your program? Yes, we um, we were able uh, once uh, when everything was was shut down for the for the first time. I think it only took us a couple of weeks 
weeks to to kind of bounce back and and do uh, offer courses online study groups um, we were able to do this because we were already exploring uh, digital learning um, one of those flyers that I shared with you I think it was our 25th anniversary conference I remember presenting there with um, with Jean-Paul Remilieu from Instructor Services here at SES, and we were uh, the title of the of the talk was "Reaching Out with Online Technologies." So we already had one classroom set up. Uh, for what is now called uh, hybrid learning or high flex learning, uh, and uh, we were familiar with Zoom. Uh, so we were able to offer online learning throughout uh, uh, the, the year, uh, but, but what played a very important role is the introduction of hosts to the peer learning model. Uh, so our IT committee put this uh, plan in place where we recruited, so we again based ourselves on peer learning model. So we recruited um, individuals to support uh, our lecturers and moderators and participants with technical problems. Uh, so this allowed uh, those study groups, leaders and, and lecturers to just focus on the content of their presentations and lectures. Uh, so every moderator, every lecturer and even every member who needed help uh, was assigned a host uh, and they would work um, independently uh, with people uh, to help them uh, understand the, the platform better and uh, how everything works. Uh, and they also, they would send weekly reminders uh, of, uh, of the scheduled offerings. They send the Zoom links and also um, they help everyone get connected in the best way possible. Uh, so I think the fact that um, that remote learning was embraced by MCLL uh, is very much thanks to, to that group. Uh, I think we now have 15 or 20 hosts uh, who are assisting our members and, and our moderators um, access uh, remote learning. So you're able to, um, as, right, right away, if somebody is not familiar with Zoom, you're able to offer explanations on how to work with Zoom. Yes. So they would uh, they would arrange for one-on-one -on -one help over the phone over screen sharing. Uh, we also created uh, video tutorials, handouts for people to to access. We called uh, we called every member. So we we produced a, a list of I think it it was over one hundred uh, one thousand names, uh, and our volunteers called each and every member of MCLL asking them, what are the obstacles to participation? What accessibility need do you have? How can we support you uh, through the pandemic? Uh, do you want uh, uh, individual Zoom sessions? Do you want just weekly phone calls? Do you want us to help you join uh, through phone, if uh, if they do, you need a device. Uh, so um, we we were there, and uh, we also did a survey to our members. But uh, calling people on the phone was very important because we wanted to make sure that no one's left behind. But uh, I have to say, there there are we gained membership. There were people that started joining us uh, throughout the city, throughout uh, the province and the country. Even we have some people joining now from the States and from Europe. Uh, but we also do have members uh, who were not uh, able to, to join us remotely. Uh, but we still made sure we, we kept in touch with them. 
and hopefully moving forward uh, we will be able because um, uh, what the plan that we currently put in place is uh, hybrid learning. We we got a permission from teaching and learning services and uh, the support from uh, School of Continuing Studies and, and our donors and our members. Uh, we're now equipping our classrooms uh, and we're hoping that the fall semester is the last semester that we will do 100% remotely uh, moving forward. Uh, we we are currently uh, the two classrooms, uh, two out of four classrooms will be upgraded to support hybrid learning. So members will be able to uh, attend the same lecture or study group uh, remotely and in person. So that leads me to my, one of my last questions is, you know, where do you think that MCL will be in five years from now? And I'm hoping that you're going to say mm -hmm. that, it, you know, people outside of our city will be able to attend, I mean, to, to keep this hybrid learning. So where, where do you see yourselves in five years? Yes, I, I do see MCLL as, uh, uh, and we always uh, were striving to be an accessible and inclusive community, but mm -hmm. I really want to take it to, to a next uh, higher, better level uh, where all our uh, uh, or program offerings uh, will be accessible both in person and remotely, where we are connected to to our community, uh, not just uh, not just locally, but uh, yes, internationally. Uh, and uh, we are we are working on that uh, uh, right now. Uh, one of my uh, when uh, like I mentioned, my role at MCLL has. Um, has changed significantly through, throughout the years and has been constantly involving. Um, uh, one of uh, my tasks uh, is to, to work on MCLL community outreach efforts. And uh, during the pandemic uh, only, um, these efforts have resulted in, in several partnerships and impactful initiatives. Um, we partnered up with McGill University Retiree Association, with Seniors Action Quebec, with uh, uh, French-speaking organizations such as Project Changement, with, with Yellow Door. And so we are doing things together. We learn from, uh, from one another. Uh, we are doing joint study groups. So we exchange best practices and resources. Um, we have started uh, uh, um, bursary programs. So um, whoever is not um, able to uh, to pay for the membership fees, we have a very accessible and very simple bursary program that it's open to anyone. Um, and it, all it takes is a simple form to fill out. Um, we are currently live streaming uh, our lectures to the residents uh, of um, Habitation du Rocher. We, we're doing this project together with Yellow Door. Uh, and uh, um, there are many other, we, we just joined uh, One Voice Coalition. This is an association of community organizations that serve and advocate for English speaking senior population of, of greater uh, Montreal region, South Shore and, and, and Laval. And we're so honored to have a seat at the table where uh, we can offer um, our members um, access to the programming of other organizations where we can keep uh, one another informed. Uh, what is it that the seniors right now need and, and want? Uh, and, and not just that, we also uh, we went beyond local initiatives. Uh, we're working with um, an organization in, in Toronto, Academy of Lifelong Learning. Um, we, um, we're involved in this uh, life uh, learning group. Uh, it's um, 
um, how do they call it, uh, transatlantic and pan-Canadian. Um, there are over 60 organizations in that group that are all over the world. Uh, and of course, uh, intergenerational initiatives. We are working very closely with the School of Continuing Studies in, in five years. I also want to see that uh, um, expanded and uh, we always discover new opportunities. There is this unit um, at SES, Career Advising and Transition Services, and we collaborate with them a lot. We are planning to do mentorship programs. Uh, we participate in panels together. And uh, uh, so that's what I hope and wish for MCLL, that uh, uh, these are exceptional times, but uh, the need to connect with others is greater than ever, but I just want to, we need to continue doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, um, yes, that our community outreach uh, efforts have been fruitful, but I, I want to continue. Uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to exploring new partnerships uh, in the years to come. Well, you can definitely count on the McGill University Dementia Education Program to be a partner because I, like I mentioned earlier, I absolutely love what you're doing. You know, our, our mandate is really to educate and provide support to family and informal caregivers. Mm -hmm. But also what, what you're doing is, you know, the, the, the courses and programs and workshops are wonderful for for people of all cognitive levels, you know, and Absolutely. even, you know, for people who are in the earlier stages of dementia, it's very important to keep yourself very socially stimulated, socially engaged. A lot of care partners out there are, are, are yearning to feel a part of something. And this is a very important program. Um, you know, we're going to make sure to promote it through our venue um, as much as we can. We're going to create a link from, from our website to yours. And I know that my colleague, uh, Dr. Selge Gauthier, is actually enrolled in, in your program for the fall. So he was talking very highly uh, about your program. But I'd like to thank you very much, Anna, for taking the time to really uh, shed light on this, really, this um, amazing program uh, here today. So thank you for being on the Gil Cares. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Claire. So this, uh, this uh, webcast is an initiative of the McGill Dementia Education Program, which is funded by private donations. Once again, I would like to thank the family of Gerhard Hess for supporting today's webcast. If you would like to make a contribution to our program or for more information, please visit us at mcgill.ca slash dementia. And if you would like to join our mailing list to be notified of upcoming episodes of McGill Cares, as well as other important programs and resources, you can sign up at dementia at McGill.ca. Thank you for watching.